Okay, everybody. Hi there. My name is Ben Haas, and this is Life in Bold, the show where I get to connect you to inspiring people who are doing the work to live the lives they've imagined. I'm going to get to the bottom of what makes each person special and how they live their life in bold. Okay, today I have someone who is cool, funny, inspiring, and clever. It's actually one of the stars of Netflix's hit reality show, The Circle. Today, my guest is the one and the only John Franklin, aka Mama Carol. Yes. If you haven't seen season four of The Circle, you've got to check it out. The best way I can describe it is that it's a bunch of cool people who live in an apartment building in England, but they all live in their own apartments, only connected by a fake social media platform, which is called The Circle. They can upload pictures, send messages, and play the game as either themselves or as a catfish and play somebody else. So John went into the game playing his own mom and became known in The Circle as Mama Carol. John was my favorite contestant on this season, and when we connected on Instagram, I knew I had to have him on this show. So, today we get deep in our feels about chasing dreams, making it happen, and living life loudly and boldly. You do not want to miss this one. Once again, I am Ben Haas, this is Life in Bold, and let's welcome John. All right, John, how are you? Thank you so much for being on the podcast. What's up, Ben? Yeah, I'm super stoked. Uh, thanks for having me. I love doing stuff like this. So this is gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I um, I'm so proud of myself for even asking you to be on the podcast because if you don't know out there, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, you don't know who John Franklin is. Um, you need to watch season four of The Circle because it was a great season. The Spice Girls are on the season, and John played you played your mom. So you came in as a catfish. And you played your mom and you called yourself Mama Carol, which I thought was like so brilliant. Yes. How do you explain? Because I've been talking to people. I've like, oh, my God, I have this guy from the circle coming on. How do you explain the circle to people who don't know what the circle is? Like, what's your elevator pitch? Yeah, honestly, this is a question that I still have not nailed the answer to. Yeah. But uh, this is like whenever people are like, oh, my friend is on the circle and I'll be standing there looking at them. and They're like, what is that? I'm like, okay, so it's sort of like, and this is the elevator pitch now. Uh, it's sort of like, if you take Big Brother in the political aspect of it, but you never meet the people from the show, and you just like, you're pocketed away using a social media platform, that's like the easiest way for anybody who's ever seen reality TV. If they've never seen reality TV, you just say, it's basically like Facebook, except the goal is in your group chat, nobody knows who you are, you just want to be the most trusted. Mm -hmm. So like your goal is to just become the most trusted person. Uh, some people are real, some people aren't. It's not actually your job to figure out who's real and who's not, but that's the easiest way to explain it. Yeah, that makes sense. I So I watched the first season of The Circle, that would that have been like 2019 or something? Like I remember I watched yeah. that and I was so into it. I was so into it because like, everybody's in their own apartment, you're doing social media and I love social media. And, you know, like I was intrigued by the fact that people are spending all of this time alone. And I loved season one of the yeah. circle. And then um, I got let go from my job that I was working and I have a studio apartment by myself. And I was just interacting with people in the pandemic <laughs> over social media. Right, right. And so when I went to watch season two, 
I was like, wait a second, this is what I do. <laughs> this is like my yeah. life. And so it's funny because I didn't catch on to season two or season three, but then um, two of my best friends were like, are you watching The Circle this season? Like, are you, like, you have to watch it because it's so good. There's so many people on there who, like they said, reminded reminded them of me. And like, um, and I love, I've always said, like, I would love to be on The Circle. Like if that was, um, if I was going to go on a reality show, like I would want to be on the circle. Um, yeah, I was the same way. Yeah. Did you, um, did you, so you, did you know you wanted to be on the circle? Like since the beginning, you know, it's funny. I, the first season, like you said, came out, I have also was obsessed with the first yeah. season. Love it. Like, it's really cool now because like now I get to be friends with those people like Joey mm -hmm. and Shuby and Seaver and like people who I talk to all the time. And, um, I remember watching the first season and my sister and I watched it together because it was pandemic we're in our parents' house, like together. Yeah. This is it. My sister was like, you know, you'd be good at this. And yeah. that was like, sort of like the infancy of this idea. And then similar to you, like two years later, I got let go from my job. And I was like, well, I either have to get a new job or figure something else out. So applied for jobs and just to the circle. And then about a year later, I had a job again, but then mm -hmm. I got the audition for the circle and I was like, I got to do it. You know, like, mm -hmm. you can't not do it. Like, luckily my job was very cool about it. It was like, hey man, go like yeah. that's once in a lifetime do it but yeah it was the same way i was like i don't know any other reality show i could ever go on right now but this is definitely the one that i would want to be on yeah right and it was a big commitment right like how long are you away from home and work you're away for a month so a month, i okay. left yeah so i left september 13th i got home october 13th and i remember like when like amidst going I didn't know like how much contact I would have at home. Mm -hmm. So like the first week that you're there, you quarantine because at the time it was a very peak pandemic. So you're mm -hmm. quarantining. It's in England. I have to, to, to detail to anybody who wouldn't know. Yeah. And uh, your phone gets taken away from you and you have like this little like emergency phone that can basically like call in case of an emergency in England. And you have like three WhatsApp numbers that you could pick. So I had my mom, uh -huh. um, shout out Carol, my cousin, Chris, who's my roommate and my best friend, Luke. Like those are my three people. I was like, these are three people that I'm going to be able to talk to at all times. Okay. And you can only download apps on that phone when they give it to you. After they leave that apartment, you cannot change what's on that phone. Oh my God. So I only had like the New York times crossword. Um, I had like a Madden game and yeah. like, I think I had balls. Like, you know, that game balls, it's just like mindless and like you just yeah. play it for like hours and hours and hours. Those are my three games. And then they have Netflix in that apartment. And that was it for they the have Netflix. That's smart. In that it's a Netflix show. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and like you would, you wouldn't expect that. But yeah. um, no, no, I know. Like the first week, it was just that quarantine apartment. The second week was super cool. This is like the stuff I love to talk about if you don't mind me kind of keep going Go for about it. it. I yeah, know you're please. a fan of the show. Yeah, sure. So like this is the kind of stuff that I love. So like, the second week you get paired with a chaperone because you've quarantined now. So my chaperone was this guy, Jack. If anybody has ever watched like the UK version of uh, big brother, Jack was on like season five. Like he was okay. on one of the early seasons and I didn't know that, but like the nicest, coolest guy in the world, still one of my good friends. I was literally DMing him on Instagram today. Um, and we like the, the way the chaperones work is that like, we all get one, those who are going to be on the show and they get to take us on like one walk a day outside of our oh apartments. And we're not allowed to use our phones still, you know, like we have our phones on like in the vicinity in case of an emergency, but like we really can't use them. So like we binge watched below deck together <laughs> and would just like order food and then go for walks. And like, that was the thing was like, I know I'm here to go on a TV show and like, that's going to be really cool. But it was like, 
I've never been that removed from society where it was like my day-to-day plan was let's go for a walk. Let's watch below deck. Let's eat dinner. Let's go to sleep. Let's do it again. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was wild. It was wild. And then you go and you film the show, man. That's, That's it. That's so cool. Were you scared to go? Like, was there, or do you have fears? Like, I feel like my podcast is called Life in Bold because I'm interviewing people who are doing bold stuff. They're going after their dreams. They're like making these decisions that might not be easy, but they're what's right. And I feel like you going on this show was probably a decision that you had to make. Like, obviously, like, yeah, you wanted to yeah. do it, but like, what, did you have fears going into it? I was I was afraid of a lot of stuff, actually. Like, this yeah. is a question I've actually never gotten. So like, I, re- I really like this one. Um, But I was very afraid of coming back to my job and kind of being seen as kind of like, you know, somebody who didn't take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, kind of losing like my professional credibility. Uh, that was a big fear of mine. I was really afraid that it, you know, you go to do it because you think, like you said, like you're you're trying to chase a dream of some sort. Like for me, yeah. it's like I want to be an entertainer, like hopefully throughout the rest of my life. And like this was kind of step one, one and a half. Like I had been doing some stuff around New York, and like this was just like a kickstart. And mm-hmm. I was like, but what if it isn't? You know, like you're going to England and you're filming a show, and, I, and like round three was, what if they hate you? Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? It's like what what if you go on the show and like people despise you? Luckily for me, like. I've always been, and like I think always will continue to be like the quirky, funny guy like in my life, and like I think it came across that way like in the show too. Is yeah, like, just kind of will say whatever, and I mean, you we've been talking for like five or ten minutes here, and it's like this is just how I am all the time. Yeah, like I don't change. Like I like even on TV, like I was the same way, and like, but those are my three like massive fears for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and what it sounds like none of those. 100% came true because it turned out great, right? Like it seems like yeah. it seems like people really liked you. It seems like you it seems like it must have boosted your goals and dreams around your social media and your stand up which I want to talk about also. Um did Definitely. you do you feel like that? Do you feel like it, it's ultimately like a good outcome that you went on the show? Absolutely. I yeah. <laughs> I don't regret it for a second. I mean like getting to do things like this is so exciting for me. Like I I love doing these like podcast interviews. It doesn't matter like what podcast it is. I always say yeah, yes. Right. Like it, it's exciting for me. And like I, in less than a month, I'm going to perform. I literally got off a call today with Quinnipiac university, the school that I went to, to be part of their fall entertainment schedule as, as a standup. And yeah. like, those are things like I know I, by 25, especially I never thought I'd be saying. Yeah. Um, and to be like going to like going to those links, like they're like, Oh, the show, like the show sold out. Like the students are super excited. Like there's a meet and greet. And I'm like, this is out of this world of like what I could have ever expected it to be. And like, certainly there's, there's that aspect of like, you never know, like what could happen next. Like maybe this is a flash in the pan or maybe I make more of it. I mean, you follow me on social media, you know, like I barely breathe without using social media at this point. Um, But like, you never know. And I think for now and for what it's been, like I, I said, when I went that, I wanted it to be exciting and cool and something different. Yeah. But at the base level is like, if someday I have a family and God willing, like some, someday, like I, you know, I have kids um, and they want to do something dumb and stupid and crazy. And I could be like, look, you you know, your dad went on a reality show when he was yeah. before. So like, <laughs> like chase your dreams. Like I never, I never want to stifle that for anybody else. I want to be like an advocate for that. And I think, you know, that, but yeah. as somebody who was like, who has, in, you've interacted with me on social media and like in my DMS, like we've talked a little bit, <laughs> And like, I know that like you've, you followed what I do and a lot of it is just preaching positivity and like, yeah. and go into like whatever you could possibly do. Cause like, mm-hmm. this isn't, this isn't your practice life. You know what I mean? Like you only yeah. got one shot at it. 
you ever take a moment like what you just said is pretty profound that your former university like booked you for their fall schedule and it's sold out and there's a meet and greet like that seems yeah. like <laughs> dreams coming true like do you ever just like think about that yeah. uh honestly when you said that right now i kind of got like the the warm feeling of like mm -hmm. i guess this is the moment of me kind of taking it in yeah um but i ne i never really did i i'm not a person who does and like i know a lot of my friends like and that's to a fault like like my friends definitely uh call me out on that because i'm always like go 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 what's next like how can i make something of this what's like what's the next thing i could do like oh that wasn't good enough how can i make it better like i'm always trying to improve certain things yeah and uh like you know especially today like I got off a call with um like my mom and she was uh -huh. like yeah do you like do you hear like do you hear yourself like you're putting so much pressure on yourself and then like even you just say just now like you hear what you're just saying like an yeah. event that you at a college you went to and i'm like man like i never take a minute to think about it um yeah. but at the same time like mental health like you definitely should like mental mm -hmm. health and wherewithal of like how you you perceived yourself like I should be like putting more of a positive spin on that and like being like, this is crazy. Like this is super cool, but yeah, yeah definitely. I, I should do that more often. One thing I love about your social media is when you talk about doing stand-up shows and you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm going over here. Like I'm going over here, come to the show. Like it sounds so fun. And actually I'm trying to put together the timeline because like two weeks ago, which I think I was following you already two weeks ago. And I decided yeah. I was having a bad day at work and I texted my friends and I was like, what should I do tonight? Knowing that I had a bad day at work and knowing that I just want to relax and like have fun or whatever. And my friend was like, I want you to go get a drink, laugh and celebrate the life that you've built for yourself. So whatever that is, so nice. like just do that. And I thought, okay, I should go to a comedy show. And then I thought maybe I should go to an open mic night and watch. And then I was like, maybe yeah. I should go to an open mic night and perform. And so I went to this open mic night. I performed something that I wrote on the train on the way there. Like it was not like a perfect stand-up set, but then I was like, okay, this is like a good thing for me to be doing. And so I went back a couple more times to other places uh, in New York. And so I've been like working on the skill of stand-up. So this is something that I'm really interested in talking to you about because I'm curious, like, is stand-up something new for you? Is it something you've always done? Have you always known that you want to do something like stand-up? First of all, before we even get into it, kudos to you, man, because like getting <laughs> up on an open mic is hard. Like to mm -hmm. anybody out there listening who thinks it's easy, good for you to keep going back. Cause like, that's like the first thing in comedy is like, you right. gotta just keep doing it. I've been doing stand-up since 20, 2019. Like give 2019, 2018, give or take. Okay. 2018, I did literally one gig at a college event, so I barely mm -hmm. counted. 2019, I would say it was my hard start. I was in living in Boston and I started going to open mic, same as you, and same exact situation. I was living alone. <laughs> my job was like not my favorite job I've ever had. Um, and I was like, and I, I was like, you know what? My friends always told me I could try to do stand-up, and I sucked a fat one like yeah. <laughs> the, in the beginning you know what i mean i was awful and i i'll stand by that like i would get up on stage tell these stories and jokes and i'd be like why is nobody laughing i'm like because you're not that good yet like you're just not that good yet mm -hmm. um but i was addicted and it was like similar to you there was something about it that was almost therapeutic like i wasn't going up there to be like the next dave Chappelle or like the next like john mulaney you know what mm -hmm. i mean i was going up there because like I didn't want to go to bed at 7.45 at night living alone in an apartment because I had nothing better to do. Like, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, I was right. like, I wanted, I, I wanted to just like do something to get my creativity out there. And then fast forward, you know, a couple of years, I, I moved home amidst the pandemic, 2021. I'm living in Hoboken now. And I was like, 
like, you know, now I'm actually doing it. I was doing comedy in the city at that point. And then the show came about. Yeah. And that was like, that was another fear of mine, actually, bringing it back up was I was on a roll, like doing stand up yeah. in the city. I, I had never do- got booked more gigs. I had never done more stuff in the city. And then I left. Mm-hmm. And when you leave for a month in comedy, you might as well have gotten shot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, right. You might, like, you're done. Like, you're done. And people think, like, you've given up. And then I come back and like, it was so hard for me to book gigs. But then I, I knew in the back of my mind, it was like, you just have to get to May. Like you just have to get to May and then like the gigs will come around again. And mm-hmm. they certainly have. And the, and like that I'm thankful for, but yeah, like I had done it for a little bit. Um, and thank God because of the show, like, like it's, it's never been better. It's well, it, better. it came yeah. up in the show because you had to write a roast with Nikki Glaser, which I thought was like, that- so cool because I'm a I'm a really big Nikki Glaser fan. Like I watch her podcast. I'm a huge like, Nikki Glaser fan. Yeah, I love she's Nikki like Glazer. so cool. And when she came up on the show, like first of all, the Spice Girls were on the show, so I was like really into that. Um, then Nikki Glaser yeah. comes up, and when you wrote your roast, I was like, oh, you had an interesting challenge because you had to write it as your mom. So like, you was there any like disappointment? You were were you ever like, man, I wish I could just do this as myself, like with yes. the roast. Yes, uh, for sure. I mean, to this day, Bruce still gives me a, a little bit, a little bit of shit for it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, you're the comedian, and I won the roast. I'm like, right. okay, okay, okay. Um, but we like, I remember getting it, and here's some insider circle information. Yeah, uh, for those of you listening, and for you as a fan, um, a lot of that doesn't make it into the the episode. Um, mm-hmm. so when that happened, Nikki popped up on my screen. I had a conniption i'm a huge nikki glazer fan i i have been like i'm a big roast fan like big mm-hmm. fan of hers uh big fan of her you know she's done big mouth like her podcast is awesome like tom takar is like another comedian that i love and he does a ton with nikki glazer so it's yeah. like super cool and i was like i gotta write this roast like, i gotta nail it but i gotta be my mom and i wrote this long-winded rambly roast with like a bunch of punchlines, but it was like it it just made sense it sounded like like she said in the review like oh it sounds like a mom's text message and what you don't see is that she also said, and by the end of it, you won me over, but they oh, cut that out. Yeah. So it only, she only says, it sounded like a long rambly mom roast. And then I just, in the episode, ballistically celebrate. Right. And everybody watching is like, why is he celebrating? <laughs> she did not compliment it. It's because she did compliment it. And, right. and then they cut that out of the episode, but they leave my dumb reaction in <laughs> because like in the moment I'm like, Oh my God, Nikki Glaser actually liked what I wrote. This is crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was definitely a challenge. There's every bit of me wishes I could go back and uh, go back and re like write it as like myself. But at the yeah. same time, that's that's why I did it. Yeah. Right. Do people when you're doing comedy these days, um, do people recognize you from the circle or do they do they introduce you like oh, from the circle like that when you come up? Yeah. Or? Yeah. So so they do like. Um, occasionally you get Netflix. Uh, most of the time it's, uh, one of the stars, the Netflix is the circle yeah. or one of the stars of the circle on Netflix, which is awesome. Like, I love that. I mean, it, that is my credit, you know, mm-hmm. like that's awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and I will never, I will never ever shy away from like, if anybody's like, you know, like this is a cheap way. And it's like, it's not, I've been doing it for a year, but at the same, I've been doing it for years, but, uh, yeah. at the same time, it's like, I was the one who got on a TV show. You know what I mean? Like totally. I, that wasn't easy. That wasn't easy to do. Um, but it's really cool like to see the reaction because, I did a show, this is like three weeks ago now, at Greenwich Village Comedy Club, mm-hmm. and I dropped in. So, like, I don't mm. I, I don't reserve the right to drop in. Like, I wasn't like, I'm coming in, I'm doing stand-up. I was just there. Yeah. And, like, I'm just using the term drop, drop yeah. in because it just makes sense here. Um, 
And the guy who was managing it that night is a friend of mine. This guy, Eric, was like, hey, do you want to do like seven minutes on the show? Like, I have seven minutes. I just got to fill. And I'm like, yeah. So like they nobody in the audience knew that I was there. Mm. And I never I'd never gone through that before. And when they were like, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest from Netflix is the circle, John Franklin. Oh my and God. The, I mean, like a third or like half of the audience was, went, oh my, like they knew who I was. And I was like, this is the craziest like that was a moment I took in for a second. I was like, yeah. you guys know who I am. Like, like it wasn't like I'm That's just some random crazy. anymore. That is so like just hearing that, I can hear how much that means to you. Like how much like yeah. the it surprises you too. Like you're just like, wait, what the hell? Like these people know who I am and I'm gonna go up on stage and like they're gonna be expecting something of me. Like that's such a cool, interesting thing. And like, did you are you only 25? Is that what you said? 25 yeah 25, so I'm, yeah. I'm still i'm still churning through my 20s yeah oh my gosh i just turned 30 this summer um and congratulations I, uh, how you feeling? yeah it's a big one um i feel like you know not that you have to accomplish dreams by any age or like any date or deadline but it, i do find it cool that you're doing all of this at 25 and really 24 23 22 were you doing this kind of stuff like always like even in high school like were you making social media content or videos or anything like that? I wasn't really making videos in high school, but I did do like theater and things like that. Yeah. Like I always had like, like, like I always had like the yearn to be like in front of people, like doing music. And yeah, I didn't really know like I was the funny guy in high school. I wish I did. Cause I would have loved to have like done more of it then. Yeah. And then I got to college and that's when like the social media side of it like flourished. And that's when yeah. like, I wasn't very, I, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I wasn't popular in high school, but I wasn't just like somebody who like catered to being like well known. Like I had mm -hmm. the same group of six friends, and like I still have those same six friends. And, like the, I that was fine. Like I don't mm -hmm. ever care to like go back to high school. You know what yeah. I mean? But then when I got to college, I kind of I I clicked. Like something mm -hmm. clicked for me where it was like all the stuff that like was seen as not very cool in high school became cool in college because so many people had never seen that before. Like somebody mm -hmm. who plays guitar, somebody who like likes to act and like I started doing like all the stupid social media things and I never thought it would come with anything yeah um I never was like yeah I'm gonna go viral and this is gonna be fine like I was like I'm here to get my degree I'll get a yeah. job I'll get a job in what I want to do and it'll be fine and uh you know I got I got lucky I got yeah. really lucky <laughs> you got lucky and, and you were prepared for it and you were the right person to for people to receive I think um thank you I appreciate you, that yeah, you um for so for social media, um I I really I personally am really into social media. I post a lot. I do a lot of different stuff. And I'm always curious about people's approach to social media and I know you've kind of said you're just kind of doing what you're doing, but like yeah. What do you think about social media? Do you sit down and think, "Oh, I want to do more of this and less of this?" or do you just kind of do what's on your mind and and gather the data and see what works or do you not even care? Um in the beginning, I cared too much, especially okay. when the show came out. Right. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And this is it. Why isn't it working? Why is it working? Um, or why can't, why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? Like all the, why, what can I do to make this better? Yeah. And now a few months later, I, like I said to you earlier, I was like, I could care less about what works. Yeah. I want to just make things and if they work, they work. And mm -hmm. honestly, that approach has worked a lot better for me. Like, you know, I, I, on TikTok in particular, like my numbers have grown a ton since like mm -hmm. taking that approach, like just doing what I want to do, like not yeah. just like doing what 
I think people would want to see from me. Right. And I think that, especially on Instagram too, like I've gotten better at that too. Um, especially with my reels, uh, and just yeah. trying to be like a little more, you know, like play to my strengths of like, you know, I posted a stand up clip last week that did very well. And like, mm-hmm. just trying to like, I think people follow me. Nobody follows me or I, I genuinely believe this or anybody who goes on reality TV because they think I'm a voice of reason. Mm-hmm. They do not do that. They, they don't follow me because they want to hear like where I come from politically or where I come from this mm-hmm. or that. It's like, you want to escape mm-hmm. with like, yeah. when you come see my page. And like, I want to provide like, like that positivity, you know, with my story, like that's a big thing. Like I'm doing, like with you said, with the Patreon community building, like my goal from this year to next year, I think you've seen is that I want to build a playlist every week based on songs that my, my followers give me. Mm -hmm. So I want 52 playlists by this time next year and, uh, doing those little, like those tournaments, pasta. Now I have ice cream and like whatever's next. Wait, I got it. addictive. I love (laughs) the pasta bracket. (laughs) (laughs) across the tournament well that's the first time i reached out to you was because um i have told this story you were doing pasta you put one pasta noodle or whatever up against another and you like vote like which do you like better and then it moves on the next day it's narrowed down we're trying to find like the best pasta in the world and so i think it was down between penne and ravioli does that sound right yes yeah that's definitely right and it was like, choose one. And I, I don't know why I just messaged you. I was just like, this is a tough one. Like, and I was just, I don't, I don't know why I didn't think you would reply or like anything. And then we just started talking and you're like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about doing pizza toppings next or whatever. Uh, and I was like, this guy is so nice, which is why I felt like I just got to have him on the podcast. But like, it seems like you're doing such li- little cool, interesting stuff. And it's just like, you're right. It's stuff that people can escape to. It's stuff that people can laugh at and like just have a little moment where they are taken away from their stressful days. And I love that you're doing that. Definitely. Definitely. And I love that uh, people look forward to it. Like I get DMs yeah. about it. And like, that's fun. Like I just try to answer as many as I can. And yeah. like, especially like there are the weird ones that I'll leave unanswered where it's like, it has nothing to do with any of that stuff. And it's like, I'm going to just not answer you. What but, like, are they like creepy? Like, yeah, like creep, creepy people asking yeah. for feet pics and like things like that. <laughs> like I'll leave those unanswered. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but like, especially like you as you saying like this is a tough matchup. It's like yeah, I'm gonna answer that. Of course. Yeah. Like I know it's a tough matchup. Like that's the point of the bracket. Like like that was like fun. <laughs> like that was like fun. Like it was a fun interaction for me. Like I I don't want to have a hundred and fifty billion followers that don't know who I am. Totally. Like I want to just be like a very normal person as I am all the time and have if you follow me like. I want you to experience the same thing I experienced. You know yeah. what I mean? What do you think has helped you come to that conclusion? Do you think that, cause that's a really like informed, mature, just like uh, opinion on how to do social media. Do you think you've, do you have social media role models? Have you heard other people talk about social media and that's how you've developed or do you just know it in your, in your heart and mind that that's the way you want to do it? It's a mix of things. I mean, I work in social media for brands, yeah. uh, for, for bad MGM, like as my full-time job, uh, which mm-hmm. is like a, a sports book. Um, so I see that side of it and I know I don't want to be like a brand, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and I know for me too, it's like every time I've ever gotten to do something big in my life, like as far as being on the go, like stand up, it's because I've just been authentic. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I genuinely believe like life rewards hard work if you do it the right way. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to change my approach. And I'm just going to keep doing me. If I change it now, like I might never see success again. And who knows what success even is. I don't even know what that definition is yet. But like it's for me right now, it's like just keep doing what I'm doing and just churn out what I can churn out. 
Yeah, totally. Do you have a clear vision of like, of what you want in the future? Do you have dreams of doing certain things or bucket list items or uh, any kind of five, 10 year idea or anything like that? Or are you just going with the flow? Yeah, I, I mean, win my fantasy league. Uh, that's yeah. one. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, for sure, for sure, like, don't do it. Don't bake it down to like five or 10 years. I don't yeah. want to put that pressure on myself. Uh, I never have. Mm-hmm. I've never done that type of thing. Um, I hope, I hope that like I could put together a time to do like a, a comedy special, you know, mm-hmm. like be filming something at some point. Like that won't happen probably anytime soon, but at least like that's something on my radar. That's something I want yeah. to do. Um, my friend Steve and I have written a ton of scripts and pilots together. And like my cousin and I who live together, like we shoot a bunch of sketches together and like, I've always wanted to make that into something. Yeah. Uh, so maybe if I'm like shooting a bunch of sketches full time, like that would be, that would be the ultimate goal is like if, if I'm generating enough yeah. money in my life off of like those sketches or comedy or whatever, or like even music. Cause like I do mm-hmm. music too. It's like, if that's my life, then like, I'm good. I don't yeah. know what that timeline looks like to be right. frank, but I'm just happy to know that like my creativity continues to, to move. And like, I just wanted to keep going that way. That is so relatable. Like, I feel like there's so many people out there who need to hear that, that like, it's not about the timeline, but like you would like to see yourself doing this full time and making enough money and making enough, um, you know, interactions and community to have, you know, this be something that you're able to pursue and do full time. Like I share that dream. And um, I think it's just cool. And I, I really appreciate you coming on here. Cause this has like been one of the greatest conversations I've ever had on, on this podcast. Oh, and man. I, I really want to come see you at one of your shows and uh, support and, and come watch and um, and learn from you when it comes to the stand-up stuff. Cause I feel like it is something that I want to keep pursuing and, and keep doing. And I think the more I can learn in stand-up, the more I can bring back to this show and to all the other projects that I'm totally. doing. So I'll come, I'll come see you next time you're somewhere that I'm near. Um, where can people Absolutely. find you? Find me, like find me on social or find me in public. Uh, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Where can they I'm find you on social media? <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at underscore John Franklin underscore underscore on mm-hmm. TikTok at John Franklin Comedy. Um, and in general, like if you're ever coming in the show, like come to see me do a show, uh, I usually post as many as I can on Instagram. It's hard to do it. It's not like I have set dates just yet, but I'm, right. I'm getting that information out there. Um, and yeah, dude, uh, just for you, uh, if you ever want to come see a show, let me know. Uh, happy to answer any question you need. Happy yeah. to help. Doing stand up is not an easy thing, uh, but you know I commend you for getting up on stage because like that's just the first step in what could ultimately be like something you bring back to like the rest of your life. So yeah, commend you on that. And if you ever have any questions, please let me know. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok, uh, and that's it. That's me. Oh, and John Franklin on YouTube. I'm sorry oh, yeah. to get that movie. Oh, your YouTube. I love your YouTube. Your sun- Sunday stories. Is that what you're calling it? The one about yes, the, yeah. Um, the one about the hookup where you were like in this girl's bed or whatever. And like, yes. Yeah. You you got found or whatever. Everybody needs to go to the YouTube. Like, I know you just threw that (laughs) in as like a, a side thing, but like everybody should go to the John Franklin YouTube because that was, I really am enjoying your YouTube and I love doing YouTube videos too. So like, I love seeing how other people do it. I love the way you just sit there. You just sit there and tell a story. Like that's perfect. That's all I can do. Like, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything. Like I'm not going to do a mukbang. You know what right. I mean? Like I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to do what mm-hmm. I'm good at. And like, I love telling stories and that's probably like the greatest story of my life. So yeah, I, right. I 
want everybody to know that exists right now. Yeah. All right. Go to the YouTube, go to the Instagram, go to the TikTok. This is John Franklin. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this show. My name is Ben Hawes. If you're listening to this show for the first time, um, I am on Instagram, TikTok at Hustle with Ben, also on YouTube. Uh, Follow both of us. If you're new to John, follow John. If you're new to me, follow me. And until next time, I hope you have a great day and even better week. And don't forget to live your life in bold. See ya.